with that new thing that starts recording in progress. <clears throat> Welcome, folks. I think that's a good thing, because you might be trying to record me saying things that is not for public consumption. Like the five-minute rant you just went on. Nice shirt. Look at that. Oh, yeah. So, let's start. Episode 26. 26. But it's a somber mood, because we've just just discovered today that uh, an old Kyokushin guy has died. Um, yeah, so that's quite sad. Old road warrior. Yes, Sheehan Dennis Harris. I think he, uh, he he was awarded his fifth Dan, I think, at the last British, I think. Oh, um, is that right? So, yeah, and, and Dennis, he was the guy that, you know, all these pictures that are emerging now on Facebook of people of old tournaments. Yeah. Dennis was the guy who took those pictures. He was there at Crystal Palace taking all these pictures. So he's got a fantastic photo album. Look, but um, go on. I want to ask you something. I, 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 want, I do want to hear more about what you're saying about him, but I do want to hear about Crystal Palace itself. I always hear about that place. I've never been. And it's, it's, it's like an iconic name that we Before always my hear. Time. Yeah, but Before what, my time, what is Palace. it? What it is it? A big, it was just a big arena. It was a okay. huge arena. Uh, uh, I think it's a football arena, Crystal Palace. Okay. Um, but again, I, before my time, I never went there. Um, would like to have gone there because everyone talks about the Crystal Palace. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of on par with like a world tournament because people would. It was yeah. the British Open basically. That's why I hear of it. Pe- people from everywhere would come and fight. Um, Saucy even came to some of them. Hmm. He was at some of them. Uh, so yeah, fantastic. You know, I, I I'm not sure when they stopped stopped it in Crystal Palace. Must have been the early nineties. Uh, and then they moved it like over to the K Tour or Crawley or just mm-hmm. l- lack of people attending. I think really smaller, not so people attend. So there's no point getting an arena that's got thousands of seats if you're only going to have hundreds and hundreds of people there. So we could discuss that further as well. But I'd like to hear more about uh, Dennis Harris. So you said uh, so he was like the guy who used to. He was um, like the official photographer at tournaments yeah. and stuff and, uh, and seminars and camps. He just took some amazing pictures. I didn't know him well, but mm. I knew him to say hello to and have a chat to. And we used to tag back and forth on Facebook stuff. So, yeah, I, I, it's li- I think it has literally happened within hours today. Yeah, I think so. About it. Yeah, I saw I was at work, but I saw it in the afternoon people putting it up. Uh, I mean, I'm, I wasn't that familiar with them. Just by, yeah. uh, just by, uh, like I recognize who he is, but uh, that's. I mean, it. I know Den. But, I know Dennis was old, but he wasn't was. Was he like, though? That's what I was going to ask. That he, he looks really young, like yeah, he wrapped in like, quotes. Yeah, he wasn't old. Old. I, I'm. I mean, Dennis had to be. Hmm, had to be about seventy, I would imagine, late sixties. Oh, really? 70, oh, shit! I think look that. Okay. He looks. He looks good. Yeah. I'm sure he is though, and I'm pretty sure he was living in France. Dennis was he emigrated to France. He was living in France and he had a little dojo going in France. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. Sad, sad news, folks, especially for uh, BKK because that's, that's what he was in. I see. Um, yeah, there's a picture here. Him and his wife. I'm just looking at uh, from December 2020, and um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's maybe 60s. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, if, if you look at him, when you look it up close, you see he's quite, yeah, it's hard he's quite in pictures. an older guy. Yeah, it's hard in pictures. Yeah. But uh, yeah. sad, anyway, sad day. Yeah, sad day. Always sad, sad day. day when... When you lose legends like that. I don't know what yeah. the details of the death is, but I'm sure they will emerge on Facebook now over the over the coming days. Yeah. Um, on to a, a lighter subject. The lighter uh, subject so, is why why you got me waiting so long tonight? Because it's like I'm busy guy. It's one it's one eight right, folks. It is one a.m. in the morning, and now we are just shooting the program. Because of me, I've been busy. Come on from work, flat out. But we are. I mean, it was easy. We could have easily go. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. We'll do it tomorrow. In fact, Scott was like, "Leave it." So we. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Well, I get, we I, are, honestly, I was thinking about you. I was like, Jesus, it's going to be like yeah, one or two in the morning. Exactly. But we are, we've said the show is going out on a Friday for you folks. I know a lot of people have said it's our staple. I love it. Come back Friday. Listen to it Friday night or Saturday morning. Well, if you really like it that much and you're watching, can you please hit the like button and, <laughs> and share the damn thing? Being, listen, Scott, stop be selfish. being such a needy little bitch. <laughs> You were like, pass, pass, please, like, like, like. And they're like, you know what? I'm not fucking liking that. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it, but I'm not liking it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are like, no, show has got to be done. We shoot the show. It goes out on the Friday show for you lovely people. What else? Freddie Mercury. But um, hold on. I do want to know, though, and if you can't talk about it on the air, you said there's a party tomorrow? This is why you're oh, preparing? Yeah, Sab's birthday party. Oh, okay, okay. That, yeah, right, not that's, a party party. That's no, worth it's it, then. Sebastian's birthday party. So we've kitted out all the garden, got all new furniture oh, and canopies and stuff. Oh. Trying to, Im- we don't know whether it's going to be nice or if it's going to be raining yet. So well, in that case, it's worth it then. I don't mind staying late. <sighs> oh, you bastard! You bastard. So for How folks who are just listening, what? I'm holding up Judd Reed's new book, The Ronin Years. Yes. Judd, how, how has Scott had his before mine? I was speaking two weeks ago about it, and you said it's in the post. <laughs> it's called Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and did you buy it off Amazon? Yeah, I bought it off. It, it was easier. I, I bought it off Amazon, and so it's locally printed and sent to me. Ah, uh, uh, see, now I'm a true friend. I bought it direct from Judd's website. So I all was, the money, all the gonna, money went to Judd. I didn't want him to have a cut taken out. I was going to go guy, with uh, that as well, but Judd himself referred me to Amazon. He said, "If I'd known that, I would have fucking done it." Ah, <laughs> some fucking friend you are. <laughs> he messaged me. He's like, "Give me the link." Yeah, you have to go on the website, pay the money. Go there, put your order in. Well, I was having an issue. I, I went to the website to buy it, and the website was website was coming up in uh, Spanish. Oh, and I couldn't figure it out, so I so I text. <laughs> Judd wrote me back. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, like, I, uh, I guess the site thinks you're Spanish. <laughs> you have to you have to buy the Spanish version. Yeah, right <laughs> so and then he so he just said no, just just get it off Amazon. It's probably easier on the other side of the world. Uh. So yeah, I got I literally just ordered the other day and. I can't wait, but I haven't even started it yet because I want to wait for the weekend. I'm so I'm really excited because so I, so I want to give it a good hit. Yeah, I want to sit there. Maybe maybe Sunday. That's quite Saturday's thick. Pretty busy. That looks that looks quite thick. It is uh, two hundred and let's see, two hundred and eighty-eight pages. Is there pictures in there? <laughs> it's not a coloring book, Terry. <laughs> I just bought a new pack of crayons. 
desperate. No, there are photos throughout the middle of it. Actually, he gave me an right. idea because I'm in the midst when I get time to edit the, the blog that I'm turning into a book. And I was trying to figure out what should I include pictures or should I not? Yeah. And a lot I can't because of copyright. But Judd gave me a really good idea. I really like this in the center of the book. He has yeah. uh, the, the whole center section of the book is the uh, photos from different things. That's, that's quite a common thing in, in books. But you'll have your bit. Center yeah. section is all pictures, nice glossy paper. And then, yeah. Great book, though. It looks nice. I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to. Um, I can't get over thick. it. Would you say? Would you say that's twice as thick as the last book? Mm, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh, I think I might, a, might be just the way you're seeing it. Yeah, no, no. I think it's about it's about the same. It looks quite same. hefty. No, it's a good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually intimidated by my own book. I thought, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a couple hundred pages with those blog entries. <laughs> it's going to be like it's, a it's, it's over a thousand it's, pages. It's, it's not a big thing. So I, I like people are writing books and stuff, but you, you've got to, it takes such discipline to, to organize your thoughts, organize your work, and then say, right, I must write X amount of pages every day for it to get done. You know, it's interesting. I'm in a bit of a thing right now. So when I was writing the blog um, for years, like I never, I never thought of it as writing or anything. I would come home from training and just because I was Basically, in the moment. Tapping down whatever you're thinking, isn't it? Yeah, it's right in the moment. I'm there and, and I would stay up late at night and time just flew by. But this side of it, I have to read back. And then catch things and edit mistakes and stuff. Yeah. And I found, oh, God. And it's almost like you said, oh. It's a book. It's a proper book now. Things have got to be right. They've got to be perfect. It's painful, man. It's taken me a long time, so I'll, I'll try to carve out some time in the day. I'll sit there, put some tunes on, and 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 just read and 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 it's. Uh, but it's it's hard. I don't know how to explain. Maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know. It's just. It, it's... I, it takes a lot of discipline. Cameron's give me a good idea. He said, get a file, get a book file. Mm -hmm. So then you've got your file, put all your pictures in there, write down your scraps of paper, organize it a little bit, and that will be your, your basis for the book. And then you can start putting things together periodically. Because yeah. my, my, mine's on stop. I haven't, I haven't written much more in all of my 10 books that I'm writing at once. Uh, <laughs> it's just time, time to do it as well. All right. Well, I'm curious to do because I didn't have time. I was busy. So I thought this would be a nice little segment if you're down for it. I want to pull up the last video we did because that was quite the uh, deep dive, if you will. And quite I just want to go. <laughs> yeah. I want to go down through the comments. Let's see if there's anything. Good yeah. Kept, they kept, I've read some of the comments. People have come in and uh, they've. A couple of people have said, yeah, it was good, some good stuff, this and that. They've had no issues. Some Let's said, see. oh, it was airing a little bit too political for my tastes. But but that's what I was afraid of. But, you know, yeah. we tried to keep it respectful. Don't they get upset, anyone? No one has, Let's no one see has here. come in. So I'm, just, I'm not going to go through all of them, but let's just see off the top. This is the most recent. Uh, I can't really, I don't have my glasses on. I actually like this, this... rambling political episode. I happen, I happen to be a staunch Christian, but I respect where karate comes from. And apart from Buddhist prayers that are in some styles of karate, I've never had a problem in a dojo. Okay. Nice. I'm surprised I can read that. That is literally like less than a millimeter in size. It's tiny what I'm looking at. Dante, is this why some dojos have women-only classes? Hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I need to look at that, actually. 
Interesting episode. I I think women-only classes come more so from women feeling intimidated by men um, and just so they can be more natural. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're training with men, there is the thing of, oh, it's all surrounded by men. Um, Women are also like, oh, I want to look good as well if there's men here. Men are like perving on them. That's why so, I go to uh, women's only classes myself. I've been looking for women's only classes, yeah. but they won't let me in, which no, is I, highly sexist. I got in. I pulled the old card. I got in. <laughs> I said I was going to call the cops and just. <laughs> you, did you identify as a female that day and call yourself Scottetta? I did. I did identify. Wait, wait a minute. What time is it right now? No, I'm a man right now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I love Todd, Todd Reeves. We're go, never we're going never down back and... down. Look at this. Remember that when I told sake. you people be screaming out? Yeah, never back yeah. down for fuck's sake. Todd Reeves. Todd? Todd's coming on at some point. Let's leave it there. Uh, Ryan Bowen? Well, you've just fucking ruined it now, haven't you? You've completely fucking ruined it. I haven't it. ruined anything. I, I've been bugging in? him to come on my said, show for a long time. And it's just, I just, it. that's my other thing. I'm just pushing him out. I didn't ruin anything. There's no plans. We don't have anything. I just keep bugging him to come on. Uh, I have a rule in place at our dojo. There will be no discussion about religion, politics, or sports while inside the academy. I agree. Oh, and you have. This you, is what you I, come I, exactly the same as the Masonic Lodge. <laughs> That's actually what I, f- I forgot to bring up in the show. This So there's no religion, no politics in a Masonic Lodge for that very reason, because they're so that. dividing. That's you are funny. not allowed to speak about them in the Lodge. Well, it is incredible. Right, I'm going to stop sharing here. It is incredibly um, dividing. And you got to be so, you know, what's so interesting, um, kind of off topic, but somewhat in the same realm as that. So. All right, let me, I'll, 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 a couple things here. First of all, I've been under, been pretty stressed out lately because, um, so I don't know what it's like in the UK, but here the real estate market is really, really hot and mm-hmm. things are selling like crazy. So Ariel and I, my partner, we, we rent, um, we had, we're going to buy, um, before COVID and stuff, but then I'll, whatever shit happens. And we didn't, we can't oh, rent um, but now, um, we live in like a, a, a townhouse and, uh, they're selling, <laughs> they're selling ridiculous prices that I would, I personally would never pay for it, but people are. And so the owners of our place want to sell and we started tripping out because we weren't ready. It kind of caught us off guard. Yeah. We thought so yeah, like, uh, bye bye. Yeah. And, and it's harder for us because we're ridiculous and we're like wild kingdom here with three dogs. No one's going to rent a place to us. And that's what we're going to have to buy. But thanks to the Kyokushin community, we're saved. Yeah, so, someone's come in touch. So Sensei Steve contacted me and said one of um, our one of the students at uh, Contact Kicks had purchased another place as a, an investment property, and I should reach out to her. So I did, uh-huh. and she was like, "Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are down," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, but I don't want to mix. I don't like. I'm not comfortable." mixing business and friendships yeah. and stuff. But honestly, they said we would be helping them out because getting good tenants is difficult. And they already know us and stuff and they're not concerned. Yeah. So and she trains like, at the dojo, does she? Yeah. Dedicated. Really. Her name's Roxy. What grade is she? Uh, I think Roxy is, um, that's a good question. Now I think she's third Q now. Ah, uh, just pull rank Q. on her then. Just pull rank <laughs> on her. Listen, we're not paying rent this month. Got a problem. I'll see you in the dojo. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
anyway, her and her husband really helped us out, and it looks like we will be moving there, and I will actually be closer to. I'll be like a twelve minute drive from Sensi Steve's. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so it's a big relief. Um, anyway, I'm digressing though. So, um, but that's but, but what you've what you've just said there. That's a that's a very yeah. a very poignant point there. No matter how shitty things get, if you keep positive and you and you keep things on work it, out. Oh, oh, it'll come as it one is. door shuts, another door always opens. It's true. It'll you always know, open. We were talking about it because we. I'm not like. I'm not kidding, man. We were pretty panicky about it. Like, how do you find a place to live in a couple of months when you have like a yeah, whatever? Anyway, a zoo, um, a zoo, exactly. And um, but we kept saying something will happen. Like it'll it'll all work out. And sure enough, yeah, it's it like puzzle pieces. Just I say this in. to snooze all the time. When no matter no matter what happens or what shit is going down or something's happening, what it's like, oh, keep the faith. This is broke. We need to find five grand out of nowhere for it. And I'm like, it'll come. It'll come. Don't worry. May not be yeah. tomorrow. Day after, it will come, yeah. and then you within within a week or so, something happens. Something out of the blue. You bump into someone in the street, and they say, "Oh, we got this job. Can you do how much?" Oh, yeah. Well, it'll be a five grand contract. Mm-hmm. Bang. It's done. Exactly. Just gotta um, keep the keep the faith. Yep. So what brought me there to this discussion though was that uh, on the weekend. So with this new little ridiculous dog we got. Um, we're trying different things. One anyway, we were at the dog park. And uh, we're standing at the dog park and uh, just talking to different owners and stuff. And I was talking to this one owner of this dog and we got into this big conversation and she was really, really cool. And so we had this really cool conversation about dogs, life, blah, blah, blah. Just, but no no politics, no religion, no politics. whatever, right? No. Just just basic stuff. And But it was really nice. And so as we're walking back, I was, we're back, walking back to the car and I, and I, said, I said to her, you know, if she knew my politics and stuff, she probably wouldn't. She fucking hate you. Yeah, and because she was, <laughs> she had. I uh, fucking hate you, and I agree with your politics. <laughs> exactly. So she was. She was obviously very left. You could tell, like she was. Uh, yeah. Uh, not there's anything wrong with that, and I don't care. Like, but she was. You know, she had a a, a lot of. Um, I'm trying to. I don't even know what to she say. Was wearing, she was wearing a, a Go Biden hat and T-shirt and fuck Trump. You know what? T-shirt. I, I won't go into what she had on and what she was doing, but it was pretty obvious that she was pretty left and pretty lesbian. And and and, and, and I don't give a crap. And but that's the weird thing. Even even though I could obviously tell that, I didn't care. I still had a nice conversation with her, but well, I had, but I had a gut. You seem to have an issue with it. You just brought it up. Man. No, my issue with it is that if I think if it if she had known my that. You know what? I shouldn't say that. But who knows? Maybe she wouldn't have given a shit. I shouldn't say that. No, maybe not. But but I, I think it is right. And what you're saying, it's like right. If you if you politics, fucking keep them to yourself. Exactly. Because no one cares. All right. Biden thinks this, and Trump thinks this. It's like, all right. Exactly. Fine. I don't care. I don't care where you lay. I don't care where what your beliefs are. Now, as long as we get along, what don't difference matter. does it make? I don't give a shit. Yeah. And if I get to if know you're... you really well, I'm going to make fun of you about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a dick and we get on, then it don't matter what you do, exactly. what you call yourself. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm all right with it. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, that was an interesting uh, episode we had, but. Yeah. We yeah. try and keep it on. Right, right. So what I want to talk about tonight, you posted uh, a clip the other day of a of a BJJ guy, a coach, who got got attacked, got beaten up. 
Jesus, man. Okay, so... So tell the folks about that. Yeah, so he is um, an MMA and BJJ instructor, uh, Jose Camposano. He's, um, I think, San Jose um, in the U.S. And so he was coming at... I'll play here in a second, but he was, just to set it up a little bit, um, he was at a nightclub or a restaurant or something, and he was coming out, and there was another guy whose name was um, Joe Newberry, who got accosted and uh so it was late saturday night early sunday morning his and uh he was tackled and he was this guy was being beaten with brass knuckles apparently uh for for his wallet money phone all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so this guy jose uh camposano uh was coming out and saw this and you know he's a mma and bjj instructor and felt he should intervene And uh, ended up in intensive care. <laughs> and the shit kicked out of him. Bad, real bad. Now, since this time, yeah. I, I, I did. I've been trying to keep an eye on it. So there was two arrests so far. The one good thing is, especially this day and age, there was a lot of cameras there, a lot of phones. Mm-hmm. So we got two of these motherfuckers, and um, they also started a, a GoFundMe account uh, to. To yeah. cover his medical medical expenses because you know in the U.S. it's it's a little different. So maybe I'll even put that in there too, uh, link unless yeah. it's already done. Uh, but here, let me. So I'm going to play it for folks. Uh, I'm going to warn you guys though that this is a uh, <laughs> it's a little it's it's not it's not easy to watch. I'm just going to fast forward here, but fit to save us some time. All right, give me a second. Yeah, because I seen it the other day and I watched it, and then it it, it made it triggered me, and made me think about something. Then, oh, oh shoot! Um, one, one second, I think I hit. Yeah, share sound. Yeah, we'll talk about that after because I, I really did want your thoughts on it because you, mm. you have a lot of bar experience and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, okay, can you see the screen? Yep. Right. Local jujitsu instructor and MMA coach Jose Campuzano fighting for his life after getting beaten by a group of people outside of EPTX bar in East El Paso early Monday morning during closing time. So for people on the podcasts, there's just a, a group of people fighting outside. There's one guy, about four or five people just laying into him. He was unconscious and was taken to Del Sol Medical Center. there's any other, yeah, scribble on here. It should be the part oh, where, yeah, where he comes out. You see the, this guy still wearing, uh, you can see the brass knuckles on this guy. Yeah. So one, two, three, four. Oh, there's yeah. a ton, there's a shitload of them, and they're all like. Yeah, there's loads of people there. Now they're playing up to the camera. and Yeah. Almost. Uh, Alexa! Siri's going crazy. Anyway, so this is, yeah. the, this is the guy right here that got, uh, let me put his picture back there, just and pause it there folks to see so the guy's legit is not and uh, I looked him up like he has a really good reputation and a really he's a good guy yeah, not only nice a good guy, guy but a great martial artist yeah but it just goes to show you doesn't matter what the belt or or no but, or, and th- but, this uh, was my this, this is what got my thoughts going on there because I mean you know what he done very you know highly commendable and I think this is part of the problem in society as well as people do just turn a blind eye to things happening they're like, oh, not my problem. I'm not getting involved. Something might happen to me. And they turn a blind eye. 
Um, so this guy felt that he, you know, he was going to get involved, and you don't know he could have saved that guy's life. Well, he probably did. Yeah, because like one more punch, two more punches, one more kick could have killed that guy on the floor. So this is a little follow-up on This is where at the parking lot that it happened. I just want to scrub along. These are the two gentlemen who have been arrested so far and more to come. Anyway. Yeah, so we don't, we don't know the shit. details of, of the fight, but there's a fight going on outside. Yeah. But th this led me Brawl. to think, so right, he is an accomplished martial artist, okay? Now, there is a massive difference today between martial arts and violence, real world violence. It seems that the, mar that the violence has been taken out of martial arts. The violence isn't there. Unless you, you're training in sort of Krav Maga, or if you're training in Ronin Dojo, where we, 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 but we do, we pressure test these scenarios. Two, three people are on you, wailing on you, punching you, kicking you, controlled-ish. But it is, it's such an overwhelming feeling. You're like, you've got to fight out. Get out of this corner. Fight your way out because you're not leaving the dojo until you do. Mm -hmm. And I've had people crying, people break down. But afterwards, they're like, I feel amazing because mm -hmm. I, went, I went somewhere there then and I, I found something inside me. Um, so people, so this guy was an MMA fighter as well uh, and he's a coach. But I look at it this way. So what obviously stepped in to try and help and stop it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what did you what did you think was going to happen when you stepped in? So four or five guys that are smashing this guy into the floor and you step in and start trying to fucking separate people. Where, where is any common sense in you? Or where's your fighter sense? Where, where's, I, I think there's no, it's, it's difficult to talk about it because I'm not, I'm not, attacking him or slagging anyone off i'm just making like a correlation between mm -hmm. how martial arts are today which is a sport mm -hmm. mma is a sport bjj as it's done today is a sport mm -hmm. kyokushin knockdown tournaments as they've done is a sport mm -hmm. where are the old martial arts that were used for real violence someone's trying to hurt you Someone's trying to smash your skull open on the floor. That is violence. And if your martial arts can't counter it, then it's, it's you know, what are you doing? What is it? So what should he have done? Well, um, it's a very easy to say you should do this <laughs> and should do that. And what if that, and someone could have pulled a gun. Well, if you had a rocket launcher, you could have done that. You can say that forever. But I just think go that you have to have, the first thing I teach on a seminar when I do, I do, I do the Roman seminar is awareness, a awareness. If you go into a situation, you have to be aware of what is going on. So before you rushed in, hey, you know, you should have been right. There's five fucking guys there. One of them has got something on his hand. They're smashing this guy's skull on the floor. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to fucking whack that guy and take him out. Then, then there's only three of them left. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because this, this was kind of a life or death situation. The person could have been killed on the floor. They could have had guns and knives and whatever. You don't know. Well, he's, he did, he's lucky he escaped with his life. He did, but he did get involved. So he made that decision. I am getting involved. But then he got involved and he didn't commit. 
Mm -hmm. He he half-heartedly got involved and tried to separate, and then they turned their attention on him. Mm -hmm. And I just think, where is the... Right, this looks nasty. Go in. Who's the big... Right, he's the biggest. Probably my background as well tells me this. So... It reminded me of a dogfight. Yeah. Savagery. Yeah, when people go into... Because I've seen many, many, many dogfights, and, and I've seen some people who not don't know how to react in those situations. I'm used to because I've had dogs for years. Um, and they'll go into it and try... Like you said, they'll go in and try to separate. And sometimes their own dog will turn on them. Yeah. And it's, it's just not being... Um, where of your surroundings and what's going on and how to handle the situation. So in this case, um, yeah, it's, it, it was pretty troubling when I saw this. I, I felt really bad. I mean, the guy, I think he might still be in the hospital. I'm still trying to find yeah. updates. Um, it's unfortunate because he's gone in to help. He's yeah. gone to do a good thing, mm-hmm. but he's gone in to do a good thing and he didn't commit. Well, is it that he didn't commit or is it like? Well, like, he had, he, they, they turned all their attention on him. Yeah, I know, but I still know, again, I don't know. I'm struggling with what the right thing was to do. I mean, he potentially saved the other guy's life. He did. Um, like what he about self-preservation? Yeah, what I know. I, I, I know but what you're saying. It's it's a it's tough kind one, of the man. same. It's the same thing as, um, right, oh, my God, there's a person there being attacked by lions. I'm going to jump in the cage and push the lions off him. Sure, why not? You're, you're going to get eaten then. <laughs> yeah. Have have a better game plan than that, than to just jump in the middle of it and then and then be everything's turned on you. It, it, this reminds me of uh, you're familiar with Hanchi uh, Hanchi, is it Patrick McCarthy? Yeah. Okay. So and uh, Patrick McCarthy is actually from my area of the world. He was born uh, relatively close to where I was born. Um, and had for people who don't know, he had an amazing martial arts career in traditional. Yeah, um, he Okinawan. wrote. He wrote the Bobishi. Well, he translated. He translated. Bobishi, he was the first one the to translate karate Bible. Yeah, so he he went on uh, from traditional Okinawan karate, did sports karate, then he did kickboxing, uh, a lot of combat sports experience. Then moved to Asia, lived in Japan, lived in Okinawa, lived in China, speaks fluent Japanese and Okinawan. Um, anyway. And I've got the pleasure to meet him in person. He's a super, super, oh. super nice guy. Isn't and his style called Koryu? Yeah. Koryu Ryukyuai or something like that? Koryuku Karate, which basically means Okinawan Karate. He, he just yeah. blends them all. But what made me think about this, so one of the things he focuses on, and he talked about it a lot when at the seminar I was with, is uh, he calls it a, a HAPV theory, HAB theory, habitual acts of violence. Mm. And so habitual acts of violence represents the most fundamental forms of attack in one-on-one empty-handed fight state. Koru Uchinari uh, learning is based on fundamental and practical self-defense applications against the 36 different types of attacks identified. And and then he has these 36 different attacks that from like, whatever, like punch punch the face to whatever, right? Yeah. Um, But it's really interesting. So what he did was took... Okinawan karate and, and not just bunkai in application, but he really, like you're talking about pressure testing. So he puts him in real life application, real life, what would happen? What would you do in this kind of situation? To the point, I think he even had, was doing a, he did a something in a university on this as well. Like he, he went all the way with it. But it is, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a totally different psychology. It's a di- totally different uh, experience than anything sport. 
And if you're doing, like we, we, we've talked before, if you're doing sport karate and you, you, you enjoy a tournament, you're fit, you're healthy, you enjoy it. Fantastic. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. But keep that in mind. Don't throw yourself into a lion's den thinking, well, I, I've, I've read all about, uh, you know, the lion's den story in the Bible, so I'm, I'm good to go. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, be, don't be delusional. Yeah, and I don't. I really don't want to speak on behalf of this guy. Um, that whatever happened at this bar and whatever, like I'm sure his intentions were were obviously they were pure. Well, they his were good. intentions were pure and they were fantastic. But it's exactly just, it's, it's, he just wasn't prepared it, for it. Don't go to a knife. Don't take a knife to a gunfight. Exactly. Exactly. So when there's five people smashing someone's skull in on the floor, don't stand in the middle and be like, "Whoa, whoa, boy!" Try and break it up. Or you've even got, try to grab somebody. I mean, anything. Like You've got to, you've got to meet violence with violence. And if you've yeah. got five people, you've got to divide and conquer. You've got to take out someone that's close to you. Move around a car. Someone else comes to you, you take him out. Now mm-hmm. you're down to three people. But movies and stuff make that look so easy. I mean, you could even see it in that video. They're, just, they're swarming him. They're swarming yeah. him. I, I don't see anybody, how... I don't even think he was aware of how many people were there. No, I don't either. That's my that's my point. I don't want to say too much. There, I'm not judging this guy, but, but the, you're right. It's all hypothetical. It's right. all hypothetical because we're basing this on a short little video. Mm. We, we don't know the ins and outs. Right? But mm. when I first seen it, I was like, ooh, that's nasty. And I'm like... But you got involved, but you got involved and you basically took all of the fire onto yourself. You didn't have any fucking body armor on or anything. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've drawn fire, but with nothing to kind of back it up. Yeah, there wasn't, it doesn't look like there was a lot of um, self-thought like or beforehand, like um, appreciating. And some people the, do that. Appreciating they, 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 a certain like, way. Oh, I mean, I do that. You just react. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 Which I and but only for only because he's a trained martial artist. That's why it made me think. Well, sure, you know, me too. Martial arts, you're supposed to be able to handle yourself. Supposed to supposedly be able to handle yourself, and and it just underlines the fact that real violence is so far detached now from martial arts that it, it's it's almost like let's say you were a, you did. Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics mm-hmm. and you're an Olympic wrestler in Greco-Roman, you're like, yeah, I've won the gold medal. And then you go and actually enter into a proper gladiatorial fight and mm-hmm. wonder what the fuck is going on when the guy runs a sword into you. You're <laughs> like, I'm a Greco-Roman wrestler. But violence is violence. It is overwhelming. It is nasty, ruthless. People exactly. just, if you're not used to it, it's completely overwhelming. Yeah, like I don't know how familiar you guys are in that part of the world with like MS-13. Um, do you know who MS-13 are? Are they a gang? Yeah, it's a, a, a ferocious. They've ferocious... got to have it on their face, haven't they? Tattooed MS-13 yeah, every, on their, their face. Yeah, their whole fucking bodies are tattooed, but they're yeah. just ferocious. If something happens and a swarm of them around, it doesn't matter what your fucking rank is. And they don't certainly don't give a fuck what you've been yeah, studying yeah. or what you've done. They'll stick their friggin' young teenagers on you. They don't care. Like a little pack of dogs. And you know yeah. what? They'll probably. All with knives. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. Stab exactly. it. That's it. It's, and that's uh... why you've got to be. And that, and that's, this is where not, not this comes into effect. This is mm. where this comes into effect. And exactly. The exactly. Podcast, I've waving my fist and I'm pointing to my head. Your head needs to step in and be like, oh, hang on, hang on. 
there's four people in there. Oh shit, there's another fucking three over there. They could be together. That's fucking seven people there, right? There's a car behind me. There's a fucking stool. Start looking around your surroundings and thinking, what can I fucking grab to use as an equalizer? Or like, there's a stool. I grab that stool. I grab that bar. Now we've equalized things a bit. Okay, so now now you talk like you're almost paraphrasing Sensei Steve. Now he talks about that a lot too. Like, you know, there's one thing doing karate in the dojo in, in controlled circumstances where we're doing primarily sport martial arts and stuff. But if you're out walking about, especially at night and stuff, he's always talking about it. keep your surroundings, keep your attention, know your six, know everything. People are not aware. And your martial aware. arts, your closest martial arts should be picking up a rock and smashing it in someone's head, not not standing there trying to fight them or whatever, right? Like, uh, yeah. face the, the violent... Uh, opposition and that is cooler more that's where um mma fighters can be at a disadvantage in a real fight you think so uh, it, i don't know it, man it, it, when it's a yeah when it's multiple because mma fighters used to fight in the person when shit's going down i'm fighting you you are fucking having it i'm yeah, giving but, it to you but that's but most martial about... arts though that's most martial arts not just MMA. oh yeah but i'm, I'm no i'm talking about mma as in MMA fighters really are the most equipped. They're definitely the most equipped. They're definitely the most equipped. equipped. But even them are at a disadvantage. So that's it. So the disadvantage for them is they are so equipped at at fighting and Mm -hmm. they're fighting this guy here is going to have a fucking hiding. But I'm not even thinking about that guy over there or that guy over there. So now I clinch up with this guy and I fucking dominate him and his mate comes and boots me in the side of the head. Because they, they just pinpointed, bang, I'm going to beat this guy up. Because yeah. they used to fight in one guy. Whereas the self-defense, self-protection element needs to be 360 visual awareness. What the fuck is going on around me? Where's my entry? Where's my exit? Who's that guy? What's he fucking doing? Is he with them or not? Or is this guy, you watch my, are you with me? You see what's going on? So you think before you go into it. That's more of a, yeah, it's like a security um, I, I, that's that. That's me. I think that's my background, isn't it? So I think yeah. that this is not this is not a natural way of thinking. I don't think. Um, no, I don't think I've it's a natural way. Like this. Well, you know what? Let's like again. We should been, be. Yeah, I was just going to say a theme of a lot of our stuff lately has been quite psychological and and ph- philosophical. But I would say, as humans, it was a natural innate part of us because if not, you wouldn't be sitting yeah. here today having this conversation with me. So and, and our we, ancestors had to deal with. We've become so soft that there's no yeah. danger in life, pretty much. There's no danger. You can go out, do what the fuck you want, say what the fuck you want. You haven't got to worry about anything. You haven't got to worry about being, you've slighted me, sir, so I'm going to stab you, which is what would have happened 200 years ago. But it happened to this guy. So I think this is the thing that people need to be aware of. Like when you go out, don't don't think there. it. Yeah, exactly. It's still there. Just because, you know, we're in a... 2021 or whatever it all and uh you know we're you know we're all pretty soft shit still goes down and you don't know who knows what and what who has what on them and it's uh yeah again it's it's a tough one because at the one hand you you want to step in and you want to help the person and you in the other you don't yeah. want to end up there with them and uh so mm-hmm. i think uh, to terry's point like i think you need to check your surroundings and know your stuff before you jump in. Don't just jump in for the sake of jumping in. There's a saying, um, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it if I can remember it. It's if, if help your friends in a way so that their problems don't end up your problem. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same as this. Get involved to save someone, but yeah. not at the cost of your own life. Yeah, exactly. And your own health. Exactly. So yeah, when I watched that, I thought, oh, it's quite tragic. It's quite horrific. It but it horrific. did it did start triggering start triggering my oh what are you doing? Why are you getting involved if you haven't even sorted this and this? You're not going in with any weapon, you haven't even thought about grabbing something. My all my training kicks in and I'm like, right, I would have taken him out first and I would have done this and done this, which is very easy to say, sat here watching it. Yeah. Um but in yeah. that situation, but I am a I am a doer. When shit goes down, I am like I'm ready to go. Well, ready to I, rock. I was curious to get your your take on it because um, I mean you do have the Kyokushin stuff, but you have the doorman and security experience of years and years. So that's why I wanted your your take on it. But um, and again, like like it's it's weird. Like you were talking about people who train. And there's nothing wrong. I always preface everything, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people who we study, don't upset anyone. Whatever you do is fine. That's, that's right. You know, you're studying Kyokushin sport or you're studying BJJ sport or Taekwondo, whatever the case may be, it's irrelevant. There's nothing wrong with that. But does what you're talking about play a role and should it play a role? It's 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 an interesting thing. Like, I think it should do because it's the preface of martial arts. I, I, it's there. That's I what agree. it is. That's what it's for. I, I agree with you. I think that's what separates it from becoming a from a sport to a martial art. And again, there's nothing wrong with that sport aspect for it. I love watching sport. I love watching MMA. I love watching. Lately, I've been watching a lot of sport jujitsu. It's really fun stuff. Yeah, but even good. that, it's like chest on the ground. Exactly. But even as an outsider, watch. I look at it and I just like, okay, it's really fun as an, as a sport and stuff. But it's not practical. It, even it's not practical no. in real life. Um, Elements of it are just like elements of anything else, elements of Kyokushin and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, uh, it's but a you tricky, are right with this, sp- but I think there needs to be the problem. This is the problem we get with martial arts, right? Like, like the majority of martial arts are sports today, right? They're okay? no longer martial arts, no, they're, they're sports, s- sport arts, but the, the sentiment of being a martial art of being this fighting art to, to take is still there underlying. So people still think well, I'm doing martial arts. I'm training to kick ass, you know, but they're not. Well, I think the big differentiating factor of this stuff and to even go a little bit deeper on this in a martial arts level is the advent of dough. So you had but uh, yeah. previously in Japanese martial arts, you had, uh, you had jujitsu, you had Aikijitsu, you had, uh, you know, down to, you can name any of them. All the other jitsus. Kenjutsu for sword. You had all these different things that were, the primary thing they were talking about is jitsu at the end of it. Where then it switched to do. So then you became kendo, uh, karate do, mm-hmm. judo instead of jitsu and that. And, I, and again, I wrote, <laughs> I don't want to plug my own stuff, but I wrote, <laughs> wrote an article on this as well. But those are the differentiating factors. They became a way, uh, um, a, a philosophical yeah. way yeah. To, to, to empower yourself, to make you a better person, to improve your psyche, to improve your, improve your life, improve your things. Whereas, which is fine. Again, those are great aspects, but it wasn't yeah. the original thing. The original thing was fucking kill. And, or yeah. protect yourself. Or, protect and yourself. Hurt protect, someone. Hurt someone. Protect yourself and hurt someone. 
So, I mean, that's, and if you look at things, judo is a great example of that, that became jujitsu. Um, it, it's a, actually, that's a really interesting, judo is a very, very interesting one because you had jujitsu, which was basically a war art. That's, it mm -hmm. was on arm war art. That was all of it. It was all, it was all encompassed in Exactly. That. I have a great old book on jujitsu. Japanese jujitsu is amazing. I got to show that to you one day. Um, and then it became judo. So they changed it and they took out, they took out the parts that were the dangerous stuff, all the dangerous stuff to make it more sporting and safer. Even judo, even like, like Kodokan, Kosen judo. That's what I'm saying, right? They, they, but they had to take out some of the more dangerous throws, like it, throwing someone on their head. So it, you know, and so it's that's sport. Why I think it's interesting that when it went to um, Brazil, that they switched it to jitsu again. And they wanted to make it more combat. Uh, yeah. And they, and so they dropped the dough and add the jitsu back to it. Um, it's very interesting to me. Very, very interesting. Because they almost went around full circle. Now they're but back Jap again to sport. But even Japanese jiu-jitsu has always been jitsu. It's never been... Because you had jiu-jitsu and judo was the throwing elements and groundwork elements of jiu-jitsu. It was an and off. That, it was an off spin of jujitsu. Yeah. yeah, it was a, a bit the same as like watered down, watered down version. Yeah, it was a watered down version. Took out the nasty stuff, the gouging, because jujitsu is full of strikes. You know, another good example of this is aikido. So, and I had a I had a friend when I was younger who, uh, that's a whole other story. But anyway, he he was a aikidoist. Is that what you call it? I don't know. Aikidoist. Anyway, aikidoist. I think the term is a wanker. <laughs> Terrible. No disrespect, no disrespect to any Aikido people. So I used to go there and watch it. That was really an odd. And that was at the time the Steven Seagal movies had come out. Yeah, right? so everybody hard to kill. Yeah, so I'm like watching this stuff. But even myself, I went there. I remember going there and looking, watching this, um, watching this um, stuff being like, uh, doesn't really look, that doesn't really I, look. I, you got Aikido and you got Aikijutsu. Okay, but here, this is where I'm going. So then... I started doing some research and I came across Aikijitsu, which is the the pre-runner of, pre yeah, of, of Aikido. And I was like, holy shit, this is something. This is this now this is something. And this was like strikes and like it was it was full combat. It was full combat with yeah. vicious fucking uh trapping, vicious grappling stuff. It was the samurai art. It was and, and that's what Seagal then, because I mean, we laugh at Seagal now as being of a joke. But yeah, I still laugh at him. He was a legit guy <laughs> back in those days. He went to Japan. He trained in Aikido. He was a legit Aikijitsu guy. That's a lot of bullshit. Well, no, he still went to Japan and did this. Is a bullshit Do you know guy. he did? Do you know he did? Well, I do you know, know for a fact? Do you know for a fact he went there and he stayed there that long and he had a school and everything? You know that. It's in the videos. Yeah. Bullshit. He didn't go to Japan. I don't know. I think a lot of it's bullshit. Uh, no, I think he went to Japan. I think he went to Japan and he did I know, I know. I know lots of people. I know a guy, Terry Burkett, went to Japan too, but. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> anyway anyway that's a digression yeah. but the point is that you know you have something like aikido that you know i respect somebody who spent their life at doing this thing i respect and somebody who done tai chi the, it's the same, same thing styles, right 
I've done Aikido. I did Aikido for about three years. I'm sorry. And I enjoyed. No, no, no. There's good stuff for Aikido. Of course that there I is. In karate, the wrist blocks and throws are fantastic. Yeah. Now, some of it I feel is a bit forced, like with the leading and the. It's like, why is he? He's not fucking following me. He yeah, that leading stuff is driving me crazy. The leading stuff is no good. <laughs> but the kodagish, the wrist throws, the wrist locks, ikkyo, nikkyo, sankyo, all these wrist thing. There's like they're legit, they're good, they're brilliant, and I use those a lot. But I've incorporated those into my karate. I still remember this though. It was back in about 1996, I think. This time it was the time frame of this when my friend was doing it. When I discovered I could use it, so he was showing me a lot of the the the, uh, the wrist locks and all this stuff, and I and I was pretty impressed, but I was like, well, what are you gonna do if somebody's fucking punching you at the same time or whatever, right? Uh, until I saw Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. So the wrist lock was there, but the wrist lock also was backed up by a punch to the face or yeah. whatever. It was it was more combat. It looked more... Um, like... Yeah. And some of these wrist locks, mine, when that lo- you're not throwing a punch when that lock's on. Correct. Ex- exactly, exactly. Anyway, I don't know where all this... Oh, yeah, it was back to like how we train and stuff like that, sport yeah. versus whatever. So, uh, As Mozashi said, Mozashi said it. You can only fight the way you practice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can only fight the way you practice. You only do anything the way that you practice it. It's a, yeah. it, you, you can use that metaphor for anything. Everything, for, really. For guitar, for, for myself as a musician, for anything. Like, you know, I can sit here and practice guitar a certain way but i'm not going to get up on stage and play it a completely different way it's not going to happen um and it's yeah you're right it's the same way that does it fit go on no i like i like to to think of it as like you know diving into water so Mm -hmm. you can dive into water to fucking swim out Mm -hmm. but um people have become so good at diving they have perfected the art of diving (laughs) amazing but none of them can swim People are experts at diving, but they can't swim. They've forgotten how to swim. So they land in the water perfectly and then they get pulled out, but they've forgotten how to swim. And I think that is the core essence, underlying fact of, of martial arts. Good night, folks. Terry Good Bray. night. Boom, boom. <laughs> Learn to swim. <laughs> I don't know how to swim. Learn to swim in the tides of violence learn to swim in the tides of violence <laughs> it's good i like that i come up with some good fucking stuff <laughs> that's been that's that's gonna be a chapter in the book let me make, let me make a note of that <laughs> yeah learn I mean, to swim in the tides of violence i re- actually do really like that I that is like that's just come to me out of nowhere that did that's pretty good pretty good I'm going to write the book. Write Somebody, the book on that. Somebody's going to comment on this video. Terry heard him say that and ripped me off. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a seminar three years ago. <laughs> mm. Which, and that, say, that leads me on to, um, so there's a big thing, certainly in the book world now, with everyone writing books, of um, you know taking other people's work and stuff and, and making your own and not giving the, the Proper correct... Credit. Yeah, credit and credence to whoever's done it and given the shout out. So Cameron has this problem a lot where everything, yeah, but he's over the last, I mean, Cameron's 60, I'd have been doing karate like 40 odd years. No, more than that, 50 odd years. All the stuff, you know, year and then and stuff he's come out with. And so like Cameron said it, he originally said 
Mm-hmm. Um, a black belt is a white belt that never gave up. Yeah, yeah. And it was up on his wall in the dojo, and then someone's seen it and copied it and gone up, and they're all becoming it's a Brazilian saying all of a sudden. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, you know, a black belt is a white belt, I never give up, Helio Gracie, underneath it. So everyone is stealing everyone's quotes. It is what it is. Um, but I do think as well, sometimes you are a product of your influences. So I read a lot of stuff. I listen to a lot of people. I'm constantly listening and studying and, and, and becoming better. Mm-hmm. So if 10 years down the line, I say something, I think, oh, I've just fucking come up with that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I've made that up. But it is a product of something that I, so we've seen it at some point. Somewhere. Everybody's guilty of that. We're a product of our environments. We're a product of our learnings. We're a product of whatever, you know. It's, it's like my saying, a block is a lock, is a blow is a throw. I mean, I've I've always said that. I've never heard anybody else saying it. No, no one's ever said that ever. I've never heard anyone saying it. <laughs> Not one <laughs> Okinawan karate person's ever said that. Or oh, no Australian guys that's claiming this is. Oh, what? Uh, exactly. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, so we that, are a product of... Are you talking about Judd Reed? No, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> a block is a lock, is a blow, is a throw. Which is true. And, it, and in his true. new book that you haven't read... Don't, no spoilers. Well, you, wait a minute, you haven't read it. I've read it, you haven't read it. How did you, you don't even have a copy. How did you read it? Of course. I, what are you talking about now? Oh my God! We're talking about. What are you talking about? Oh, sorry, you're talking about. Oh, uh, we're just now the penny's fucking dropped. Yeah, we're comp- confusing books. <laughs> sorry, Jesus, <laughs> too many books out. Sorry, Cameron's book. So, actually, exciting news around that one. Cameron's book, according to my postal tractor tracker, is coming tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. I'm already uh, halfway through my second time reading it. Oh wow! But anyway, no spoilers. Don't say anything on it. But um, I'm yeah. Wait, I can't I'm wait. not spoiling anything. It's in the fucking book. What All we've right. just said: a block is a lock, is a blow, is a throw. So Cameron has done a lovely little diagram. Why Four are you spoiling? Circles. I'm not. Spoiling I'm book, telling man. you. Four <laughs> circles, circle going round, crisscrossing, going on there with the kanji for lock, block, blow, throw. So it's a lovely little ideogram diagram on there. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now I got two. You just reminded me. Now it's awesome. This weekend, I'm going to have two awesome books. And I'm doing this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. I'm also doing a referee uh, class on Saturday. I'm taking a a, referee class. Or like a a course. Referee course. Course. course, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Sensei Steve and uh, Sensei. Mikhail Zimmerman from Quebec are, is offering it. Uh, that's always fascinating. I say fascinating. It's made me chuckle in a way, like referee courses and stuff. Obviously, people have to, of things, right? Yeah, yeah, but people have to know what they're doing on the mats and stuff and judges and, and, and this, I do that. Mm-hmm. But I've, I, in, in my own opinion, and a lot of people share this with me, um, that I've seen, because you're short of, of judges and refs at the tournament, so you get people on this. So you'll have people judging and refing who maybe have never fought knockdown at a competitive mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they've never been on the mat. When they're there. And you mm-hmm. watch them, they're on the fucking, <clears throat> on the whistle every second, shaking their flag every second. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> put his toe off the mat. His toe went off the mat. And it's like, fucking hell. Leave them. Get on with the fight. <laughs> no one gives a shit. You've got a whistle or a fucking flag. <laughs> Keep them down unless something happens. <laughs> <laughs> Spelt's coming undone. <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> I found that oh, awesome. they, they constantly I know what you're talking about with the fight. <laughs> and it annoys doing. me so much someone will be on a flurry and they'll be going for it <laughs> like, what, what, what's wrong what's wrong oh his uh, toe his little toe went off the mat <laughs> but so like uh, come here let's have a meeting everyone's having a chat and he's like did his toe go off the mat his toe went off his mat yeah I, did you see it I didn't see it did you see it Fight it. Oh, which one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I seen it. It was him. Right, let's go back. Little toe went off the mat. Oh, guy. For fucking 30 seconds. Get the fucking fight. Get on with it. Oh, my God. That's it. awesome. I can't agree more, but that was awesome. It fucking annoys me so much. Oh, I watch him. You're at the tournament. You're like, oh, now it's getting good. It's going. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Oh, he pushed him. He pushed him. Opened hand. Fuck! Have you never ever been in a fucking fight? <laughs> Keep the and then you watch the early earlier tournaments. Referee didn't fucking get involved unless someone was on the floor. Right. Then the referee got involved. Let people fight. Mm -hmm. That's just my little two pence on it. I love. I love it. That's gonna be all, there's gonna be comments there. <laughs> that was awesome. Good ones, good ones. And it, and I can see that. And I've judged and I've refereed. I've refereed at big tournaments. Mm -hmm. I don't say a fucking word. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't get involved much with it. I watch mm -hmm. the fight. And and I, when there's a problem with the referee, is there to look after the fighters as well. Stop the fight before someone gets seriously injured. Yeah, I thought that's the only. That's supposed to be the number one thing. Just and it's the just there for. Are there, uh, yeah. For, for things that the referee doesn't see but people now are judging they think they're superstars they think they're judging superstar like, I've got my flag, got my whistle <laughs> got my little got my jaw guy got my little warning card chewy, chewy itch chewy gantanich shakako right, I'm going to do a shakako right. ready to go <laughs> Oh my god, this is awesome! <laughs> it, uh, just like, listen, people. If you if you are going on a judge's course, on a referee's course, yeah, you need to learn the commands. But don't be an eager beaver. Let them fucking fight, and only get involved if there's a problem Thank or a serious, advice. or if there's a serious problem. Not if someone slightly puts his hand on him, or if someone slightly goes off the mat. Then you know. Get involved if you get kicks off the mat, or if someone's grabbing someone and trying to fucking headbutt them. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you can do a little bit of whistling and, and wave your flag. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the fight hasn't started yet. Put your fucking flag down. Oh, I was just. I, was I think I've got a broken flag. It's not waving like is is waving over there. Can I check? Can I change my flag? <laughs> oh god so yeah you don't, don't invite me to anything i was just gonna say are you i don't People. think you're invited to anything anywhere are you just like banned from everything 
If they'd be like the last, I'd be like, nah, I'm fucking, I wouldn't even watch in the fight, to be honest. I was like, this is a much better fight over here. I'm going to go watch this one and leave these by there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I, I, so we managed because we didn't know what we were going to. Yeah, good. So when when, when uh, you're doing your when you're doing your judge course now, bring these things up. <laughs> bring these, you could do the dump. <laughs> bring these things up and be like, uh, why is that like that? What's this like that for? Say, I think we should leave them carry on fighting. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll offer. Uh, I'll say it's, it's on behalf of you. <laughs> Oh, uh, Terry said just there shouldn't be any fucking flag waving and just let him carry on fighting until someone falls on the floor. <laughs> that would be the criteria. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I love... Uh, it is interesting. I'm curious. Yeah, again, I love all aspects of Kyokushin. I love the sports side of it too. And uh, and I love um, Mikhail Zimmerman who's teaching it with uh, Sensei Steve. So I'm looking forward to that. Are you yeah. familiar with Sensei Zimmerman? Not really. No, I, I know he's he's Canada. Did isn't he? Isn't he Drew's instructor, or friend, or instructor? Or something? No, I, well, I mean, he knows him just through the community there. Uh, no, he's uh, he's IFK and he's in Quebec. Um, he's fought. Um, I don't want. I don't want to go over all. His, I can't remember, and I don't want to misspeak him. But he was like North American lightweight champion. Uh, he's fought. He's from uh, Russia, so he's obviously fought in Russia. He's yeah. fought everywhere. Very good. Really, really well known for uh, a devastating liver shot. <laughs> mm. Really, he's known for dropping many, many people with a liver shot. That liver shot. But uh, very, very fast. Very, very technical. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and it's a hilarious guy. Fun guy to get drunk with. It's good to do referee courses from a fighter's point of view. So when I was competing, yeah, he's a high-level fighter. Like world, to, world, he, sorry, he fought at World Championship. Yeah, I, can't I used remember to go where to the plays. referee courses as well. So yeah. you better know what the referee is looking for. So you know, like when you get into a clinch and you're grabbing each other, mm -hmm. the person with their hands on the person is the person they get warned. The person with their hands split, like I used to hold people like this, hands splayed out, holding them with my elbows. But I'd be like, I don't know if I can hold him in my hands or Throw my elbows on him so he can't move away. And I'm like, look, right. no, he's holding me. So you get a bet, you have an idea then of like what the referee is looking for. Uh, I feel I feel I, bad right now. I want to look up his why? Because I because I I know since he's well, in I, I would, okay. Here we go. So this was a couple of years ago. So he's longer than this now. Uh, three three times country representative IFK World Championship, placing fifth in two thousand two, sixth two thousand five. Multiple national North American championship. Has he ever fought outside of IFK? Uh, multiple holder of gold cup and, and I can't read. Oh, God damn, I need my glasses. Two time holder super fight belt and gold cup. Fifth place in team kata world kata championships two thousand three Poland. He's a master's degree in physical education. Yeah, he teaches at McGill University, probably the most uh, prominent university in um, Canada. And he's been teaching Kyokushin for fucking years. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, outside of I IFK, I don't know, to be honest. That's, I think that's he's always... Why, that's why I, I've never really heard of him. Oh, well, I, I heard the name recently, but I've never come across him because 
Oh, you'd yeah, like I him. Was, I was always Japan, so I was always outside of IFK. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's a great guy and uh, a great personality. He's. Uh... Well, I'm hoping now. One thing. I mean, I'm, I need to be coming out to fucking Canada. I know. When things open up. If you're not banned, yeah, I would. If I haven't um... been, listen, me and Trudeau are like that. <laughs> Emperor Trudeau, we like that. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I wanna get traveling. I wanna get out. On oh, speaking of traveling, forgot mm-hmm. to mention it last time. So next year, 2022, in June or July, I've forgotten the fucking date. It's in June or July. Summer. It'll what be is, in the summer. What's happening? The Shinsoseki camp. Never I'll heard of it. I'll be doing a camp. Never heard of it. Germany. What is it? Shinsoseki. Never met her. What does she do? She's a lovely girl. Very talented with the ping pong ball. Nice. Shin Soseki. So new Genesis. And we've talked about this loads of times. So before all the shit, I used to teach on a camp in Germany, which is the German uh, Kyokushin Union's camp. Lovely camp. I've taught alongside there with a lot of Japanese top instructors. Mm -hmm. Um, Then one year they asked me just to do the entire camp. So, and we took it away from sports stuff. And it was a it was a good Kyokushin sweat fest, hard training, with the ethos of getting back to basics in karate. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what we're doing next year now. So it's going to be in a, a medieval castle. Wern That's how you've got to say it. Because that's how you. That's how that's how they speak in German. Right, right. Very romantic language. It's beautiful. <laughs> So on a different whisper, note, whisper I, that remember, year. <laughs> I remember watching a video of people talking, saying words from different countries, and they'd be like, uh, ambulance, Italian, ambulance, or French, ambulance, Italian, ambulance, or Germany. <laughs> 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 that's, what, <laughs> that's the word for ambulance. <laughs> but I love it. It's, it's very harsh. So the castle, where the castle is going to be. So a nice medieval castle. We're looking at 100 places. It's got a hotel there, swimming pool there, rooms. I'm and it coming. Will be a week. It will be, you are going to be coming. I'm coming and it, we're going to shoot uh, Real Talk episodes live right from there. Exactly. Mm. From the pool. <laughs> from the pool with beverages. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's for the camp. It will have an emphasis on getting back to Kyokushin roots. So we will we'll be looking at grappling and throwing, but it will we will also be training and sweating together. It's a family uh I think so you can bring your family, your friends can come, your the missus can come, children can come. So they like there's rooms and accommodation cool. and everything. You can have six bed, five bed, three bed, single rooms, whatever. The price is very good as well. I think we are about 150 euros, and that's for a weekend of accommodation, food, and training. Let me see what that is in real money. Let's see one second. Euros for you, it'll be about a million million dollars. Million Canadian dollars. Uh, Canadian dollars, two hundred and twenty Canadian dollars. Nothing. It's not. It's not bad. It's pretty good for for a nice weekend camp in a good environment. Yeah, it's great. Uh, And listen, the the camp is as well. So I'm. We may have other people, but I'll be. One hundred and eighty-two dollars for my American friends. I'll be the main instructor on that. So oh, you're I, the main instructor? 
Yeah, oh, so you might, right, never mind. you might never mind. You might get hurt. Never mind. I'm not coming. It's, I thought it was going to be some high caliber instructor. Oh, yeah, we will. I, Steven Seagal's coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be structured. So I like it like this. On the last camp we did, so every lesson we do, I can structure it to a crescendo towards the end where you've got different instructors doing different things and it's constantly changing and going back and forth. And, and it's like, we want to build on the things that we're doing. I like so when things are done like that. I've been into a couple seminars that have been like, like, like that. Um, and I love that format where you start on day one with something and it just adds on and adds on each day. Um, Sensei Darren Stringer did that when he was here. Um, who else? Oh, shoot. His name's, oh my God. I God, my names are so terrible. Where's he from? Let me see if I can guess. Russia. Um, oh, my God. I won't uh, be people guessing. Are, people are screaming at me right now. What did he do? God, this is terrible. Alexei Ignishov. No. <laughs> Alexei, you got that part right. But I just can't remember his last name is the part that I can't get. Uh, Gorokov. Alexei uh. Gorokov. So he came for a seminar. And... Oh, how close was I? How close was pretty I? Close. I mean, yeah, pretty close. That was like a random guess. Anyway, so he he came and did a seminar too. Awesome guy. Um, and same thing. I, I really like that because I've been at other seminars. To your point, it's kind of all over the place. It's and, all over the um, shop. Yeah, you've got to have some structure there, so you can so you can when you go to a seminar, you want to retain the information. Yeah. And if you're like, well, do a bit of this. 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 Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. So it's erratic. Whereas if you right. Day one now, we're going to build into this. This has is a the theme. underlying, yeah, this is the underlying theme. Yeah. This is what, so whatever we do, we'll go on to other stuff, mm. but we'll come back to this theme. The lion's den. Yeah, the snake <laughs> pit. The snake pit. The crocodiles. Oh, say it for me. Rats and, rats and snakes. I love the way Terry says rats and snakes. Rats. <laughs> Didn't I say with an Irish accent or something? Yes, yes, you did. A little bit of Connor, Irish coming to me when we Connor, were having a private well, conversation. Conor McGregor. Little fucking rats. <laughs> scurrying around, little fucking rats. <laughs> All right, folks. Let's wrap I this think that's, bad boy Yeah, we pulled another episode out of our ass because we didn't know what we were going to talk about. Uh, kind of. I mean, we knew we were going to talk about that poor motherfucker that got beat up. Yeah. But um, other than that, yeah. Oh, so what are you gonna call what are you gonna call the show? That's a good point. We're gonna call it Swimming in the Tide of Violence. Oh. Or yeah, TM TB. TM TB. That's my fucking saying. <laughs> swimming in the tide of violence. Yeah, Brought to you uh, by <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. good. That's gonna I'm, folks, I'm writing a book. On swimming, Terry. Everybody <laughs> and their dog knows you're writing a book. Listen, and then, I'm writing, and then I, you have Japanese silk T-shirts. <laughs> I'm writing fucking books on everything. I haven't got time to write these books. I need a ghostwriter, Scott. You need to write the book for me. I'm looking for a ghostwriter myself, quite frankly. <laughs> looking for a ghost Listen, editor, ghost if everything. Any, if there's any, basically, all you need to do is write the book, put all the pictures in there, put it all together, get it published. And I'll give you a I'll give you a credit on the inside page. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Great. Speaking to you, folks. Don't forget subscribe. 
of subscribers are building. Share them. Put Don't them be out. so needy, Terry. Comment. <laughs> Scott's like, please, please like us and share us. Look, I need to put some food on Terry's table. I need... <laughs> I need As I he need drives around in his Maserati. <laughs> Do you know how expensive that is? I you got to pay for Terry's Maserati. Please like and share. <laughs> you need to like and share. I need new wheels. Need to get some. We're a far, years. far cry. Oh, We're far, far away from paying for Terry's Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could buy it. We could just about afford an air freshener. To hang up in there. <laughs> hang up in there. That's right. <laughs> a cheap one. No, we could put it in the Kanko. That'd be kind of cool, actually. It's a little Kanko air freshener. Cheap one. Yeah. All right. Wrap okay, this thing up. Coach. Terry, do your thing. Cut.